Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, friends. This is Josie from Speaking in Church, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite current thing right now, which is Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform. Um, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. This dummy, yours truly, set it up real quick. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which, hello, talk about easy. You don't have to be some professional computer person, which is dope. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and literally wherever else you want to put it. Uh, You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which, you know, some of us are just not going to get a million people listening, which is fine. Um, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you want to make your own podcast about literally anything like the two of us, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, I hate that. Hi, friends. Zoom did the thing again, and it creeps me out every time. But you're listening to the Speaking in Church podcast. I'm Josie. And I am Spencer. And today we are joined by children's pastor and ministry marriage lady, Amber (laughs) (laughs) McMahon Flores. That is a ministry marriage lady. Well, because she's married to somebody who's also in ministry. I don't know. That's exactly the the title, I think. I made it up (laughs) on the fly. What up, Amber? How are you? I'm good. Just, you know, chilling. (laughs) The AC. A shock to no one that we met Amber at APU, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. If you want, if you're not from APU and you want to be on the podcast, you can do that. But uh, for now, we're just gonna go with our little Christian friends from APU. All right, don't <laughs> at us, <laughs> Amber. Tell us. Okay, so today we are talking about dating while doing ministry, and. <laughs> the things that happen as a result uh and you went all the way through to marriage and so i'm sure marriage is different as well but tell us a little bit about your story your testimony your whatever tell us all about you yeah yeah so um i did write down some bullet points uh just so that i would (laughs) stay on track because um otherwise i will go on and on and on uh without ceasing for hours but um yeah so basically uh well the reason that i was kind of interested in maybe like talking about this is just because um in my experience um i didn't always 
feel like I was going to go into ministry, but I think like it was one of those things to where when I started going to APU, um, I just sort of fell into that track a little <laughs> bit. And then um, in my freshman year, because I was actually undeclared when I went into school, and then um, I ended up really liking it, which I think is sort of similar to a lot of other people's stories that I've heard going into ministry at APU as well. But I don't know. So, um, but it's also kind of the same way that I have approached most things in life, mm-hmm. just kind of falling right into it. Oh, wow. So, so um, yeah. And then like, once I graduated from APU, I started working uh, at the church I'm at right now um, immediately after, like literally immediately because I graduated on a Friday or whenever graduations are Thursday, Friday. And then I started working at the church the following Monday. So I like literally had enough time to move into a new place and then just started working there immediately. And honestly, um, I really enjoyed working there at first. Um, but I was constantly like being, first of all, a new person at the church and also, um, a younger person because the demographic at our church is a lot older. It's like in the between like 65 and 80 kind of that's like oh the main gosh. demographic. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's no like young adult ministry. There's no nothing. And so honestly, I wasn't like gaining any new friends there. <laughs> like, oh, it no. was just kind of there for work, but like I enjoyed it. And, um, and yeah, but but the main thing that like would bother me when I first started working there was that a lot of the older ladies specifically who worked there, the most common thing they would ask me was like, um, are you dating somebody? And also like, obviously my answer was no. And also like, am I interested in dating anybody? And have I thought about marriage? When at that point, like I was single, had been single for I would say my entire life, but I did date somebody. I dated someone briefly in high school, but I don't count that at all. So like, high school I had, doesn't like, count. No, yeah, yeah. And I had like no experience with that at all. And also it was not something that was honestly in the forefront of my mind or anything like that. It wasn't something I thought about all the time. I was kind of just like living my life. <laughs> like, and so I didn't understand the constant like, interest in that because I had heard in school about other people sharing their stories about people from church being in their business about dating and all of that, um, before, but I hadn't personally experienced it before. So it was kind of, um, a little bit of a wake up call. (laughs) So like, and this was constant, like all the time. And it felt like my own accomplishments in the church weren't seen as, like as good or like they were, it was always like, Oh, well, um, we got to get more young adults to come to the church because we got to find you someone to marry. Like it was always like uh, ladies who would say stuff like that to me. And I was really bothered by it. Um, but yeah. So anyways, that was just something that like I felt was annoying that I dealt with. And, um, I always like always, always growing up, um, probably since like the eighth grade until like when I worked there, I like was a person who constantly had crushes on people. Yes. (laughs) Like, like, of course I like thought about that all the time, but 
it was weird because that was like the extent of what of my like view on like dating and relationships was like oh I like this person but then like I couldn't ever picture myself dating that person and I also couldn't picture anybody dating me and so I think that it kind of framed the way that I thought about it because I almost felt like I like no one had liked me yet so I must not be like worthy of dating anybody like whatever but I think that it was a mixture of like I don't know Christian guilt and also like just my own like bad self-image probably that like made me feel like well if that's the case then I guess um I'm just gonna be single like I guess I'm not gonna take anybody like I kind of settled on that which is so weird because I was like 22 or 23 years old and I was already deciding like well I guess now nope no one's ever gonna like oh my me. like why did I decide that already <laughs> so weird because like I wasn't raised super conservatively either and so it's not like I was naive or anything like that but I still viewed like a lot of stuff in dating and relationships and all that kind of stuff as like taboo almost like it wasn't something that I was supposed to talk about at church or whatever um and so I just never really like addressed a lot of that <laughs> but anyways so then fast forward to probably like um a, I, w I think like two years after I started working at uh at Glenkirk I um I met Nathan, who obviously I'm married to now, but he actually worked at, we worked there together for almost a full year before we even spoke to each other, which was super weird because it's a pretty small staff. So we just didn't like have any work together at all. We weren't like friends or anything like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, I don't know we we had to start working on a project together for church because we do um bbs every year in vacation bible school um and that involves he's on tech and so that involves a lot of tech and children's ministry and so um that's when we kind of first met and unbeknownst to him i sort of already had like a little crush on him um before that but we hadn't spoken at all so I hadn't told anybody that I liked him or anything and also same thing like sort of like taboo in my mind of like oh my gosh I should not be like having a crush on somebody who I work with especially at a church <laughs> and whatever but also like weirdly combated with like wait but aren't I supposed to find somebody today and isn't this like the best place that I could find somebody <laughs> like all of that and so um which is just like weird but then uh I mean long story short we met we started talking or whatever during BBS and it became like pretty immediately evident that both of us sort of liked each other and I had never experienced that before with another person even though like I said I dated somebody in high school I never felt that like connection <laughs> so so I just didn't know what to do with that and so I was super nervous and um and we worked together that entire week for BBS we like hung out super late at night like working on stuff and we found out later that like I secretly was sort of creating more work and tasks to do like during that week so that we could spend more time together. And like, he was doing the same thing, just like sneakily, like, Oh, we actually all have to do this and yada, yada. Um, but we were only ever hanging out like 
super late at night when like everyone had gone home and like no one can see us doing that because I think both of us were on the same page of like, okay, no one can see this. No one can even see us talking to each other because that is bad. And we shouldn't, like, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were just saying, yeah, yeah like it was not like, I don't know. And so, um, it's just so funny. Cause I think, um, he was also raised in the church just like I was. And so, um, he probably has similar views to that. And he also had not dated anybody before that as well. Um, and so, we sort of decided after a while, like we got to know each other more. We went on an actual date and then, um, we had to like really hash out, like, do we want to do this? Can we commit to this? Not only like we work, do we work together, but we also work together at a church. So like, what is this going to look like and how can we do this or whatever? Um, and we ended up kind of deciding like, okay, let's just give it a try and we'll see what happens. Um, and neither of us are very like outwardly, like what's the, what's the word PDA like type people. So it wasn't even going to be an issue at all anyways. But, um, and so, and the people that we work with know our personalities and they know that. So I don't know why it became like immediately sort of an issue, but like, um, and there was no like rules against or anything. We weren't breaking any rules and it was totally fine. But like the next day or so, we kind of both decided like, okay, let's not make this out to be some sort of like secretive thing. We're just going to be upfront and we're going to tell, like I told my boss because we have a staff of like 20 people. So it was going to be pretty obvious. Like if we started dating or whatever. Um, so I told my boss and he told his boss. And we thought it was kind of just going to be that because we're all adults here and like, whatever, like that should be fine. Um, but then my boss sat me down after that and had like a lengthy conversation about like, I wouldn't say threatening me, but, like, but I don't think that this would have happened at any other workplace than a church. Like, and I just don't like at the time I just took it for what it was, but if I, I've, I've grown since then. <laughs> like, if that had happened now, I, my response would have been a lot different. Um, but cause I just don't think it was appropriate. But basically what she said was like, Hey, we're going to let you guys do this. First of all, let us. And second, like she, we're going to let you guys do this, but some things need to happen. Number one, um, basically nobody can know nobody in the congregation can know at first that you guys are dating. We don't want to see you guys talking. We don't want to see you guys hanging out together. This cannot affect your job performance. And, um, the other thing that she brought up was like, you are in charge of kids because I'm children's not director at the time, but I was pretty high up in the department. And so she's, you're a role model. The kids cannot see this going on and all this stuff, which is very confusing because we, we weren't doing anything wrong. It's not like we were going to be making out at church. Like, I don't get it. Like how, how come the kids can't see me talking to somebody? Like, that's so weird. And so like, but she was like, you have to make sure that, um, this isn't making anybody uncomfortable and all this stuff, which was just like so out of line. And then even when I thought that it couldn't get any worse than that, she pulls out because um, the denomination that our church is in, because we're it's a Presbyterian church, but there's like two different sections of Presbyterian churches. So we're in the one that's called Eco. And um, basically any church in the U.S. that's an Eco Presbyterian church, they all 
communicate with each other and they have a certain like set of rules that you have to follow like the tenants um and in the tenants it says for anybody who's like working at the church or even a part of an eco presbyterian church um one of the essential tenets is that you are not basically having sex out of, outside of marriage and so she told that to me and she said first of all everything else aside none of her business absolutely none of her business as my boss but she was like i just want to remind you and she pulls up like a full document and she was like these are the rules and this is what you should you are not to do and you will lose your job if we find out that that has gone on or whatever okay and also how are they going to find out it's just so like oh my gosh and so like i think i was more shocked than anything because i didn't really have a rebuttal or anything i was like okay but at the same time like it never even if they hadn't said anything that never was going to be an issue with us just even now like we're married we don't really I mean, we work in such different departments. It's not even like we have a chance. We're both so busy. It's not even like we have a chance to like be shooting the breeze over like on the side <laughs> or whatever. Like it's not, it's not my priority when I'm at work. And so, and I think that that's, you can expect that of adults that are in the workplace. And so I just don't understand like why there wasn't any trust there. And even after we had been dating for a year, I remember my boss came up to me um, because one of the things she had told me in the first conversation that she was worried about was, um, we don't want to see you guys break up and have some big blowout argument in the office where everyone has to be a part of it. And I was like, you must not have met me because I don't like conflict. And, that would never <laughs> happen. So, and she came up to me after we had been dating for a year and, um, she was like, Hey, um, I'm really happy for you guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm just so impressed because we've not seen any arguments or you guys really keep it to yourself and you really keep everything off campus. So we're really glad that you guys have done that, which is so, okay. So weird because in, in conjunction with that, there was other people from the congregation who I'm friendly with, who have kids in the program or help in the programs or whatever, who I really like. And a lot of people knew that we were dating at the church and um, just cause people talk about stuff. And a lot of them had come up to us and had said like, Oh, we're so happy for you guys. We wish like we could see you guys together more at church or whatever. Like it's such a good example of young people in the church or whatever. And so, but then I wanted to say to them, well, they're requiring us to not speak to each other basically. Like, And yeah. So I think I, I don't have like, I wish I had a more like direct point that I was getting to with this, just like the general idea of that and, and the fact that, um, he didn't get as severe of a a conversation given to him at the beginning, because first of all, his boss is the worship pastor and he's way more relaxed than my bosses. Um, but at the same time, I think his boss did still have a conversation with him about like, let's just make sure that this is, not something that's um affecting your job performance let's make sure that like everything's still getting done and you're not distracted and whatever and i just think that like any conversation of that caliber is like a little inappropriate and i think it also definitely took a toll on our relationship in general just because it was like such a major stressor 
when we were at church, even though we weren't doing anything wrong, it's just like that constant like paranoia of like, even if if I had to go ask him a question about like a work related thing, it was like, okay, who can see us talking right now? Like, let's make sure we're not like behind a door. Let's make sure that we're like in where everyone, you know, can see us, but also like who's looking and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's just like so weird and not something that I ever would have thought I would have to deal with. Um, in like a relationship <laughs> and obviously like it's worked out and we we're fine because I think that we both just had to go into it with the perspective of um we're just gonna have to be a good sport about it which kind of sucks but like I don't know so um it's definitely something that I it, it's like left a bad taste in my mouth because I think it's kind of a bummer that um like a place that we both really enjoyed working at and like we both obviously I mean we still work there so like we like our jobs but I think that it definitely um affected our perspective like our point of view on like the church in general just having to deal with that and having that like mistrust when there was no reason to have like any mistrust at all um so yeah, that's kind of my story. It's so long-winded, sorry, but <laughs> that's kind of no, 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 no. reason for that. I always am, like, so surprised when churches don't understand that they also have to abide by Title IX. Like, yeah. that was <laughs> yeah. not an appropriate <laughs> conversation. Yeah. I, uh, yes. Is, yeah. Especially as, so I... Um, I worked with my husband in the professional setting. I got hired at his company while we were engaged before we got married and then worked there after we got married and never had any conversation like that. It like all, like any sort of conversation about like how to act in the workplace was like the general, like every employee does sexual harassment training. And I, mine was no different than anybody else's. There was never like any weird, like, oh, we hope that you don't argue in the office or we hope that you don't like, it doesn't impact like your work or like, it was never like that because exactly like you said, like, like one, my husband had already worked there for like nine years at that point. And two, the reason they hired me is because they liked my professional skills and they knew I was a professional and an adult. And if they had any sort of hesitancy about that, then I think they, like, they wouldn't have hired me. You know what I mean? And so, and again, I know you guys started dating after you both worked there, but again, like it's that, it's that thing of, especially for somebody working in children's ministry, like there needs to be a level of like reproach, you know, that like you are mature and like you are responsible to work with children and, you know, follow guidelines and stuff. So I just think it's weird that they would have that conversation. Like, okay, like you, you know me, I've worked here for how long, like you hired me for a reason why do you have to have this conversation? Like you should already know my character. Yeah. Also it's never appropriate to ask people about their sex life or remind (laughs) people about anything regarding their sex life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It honestly was so like kind of embarrassing because I shouldn't even know what to say in that moment because yeah, I feel like, and that was not the only time she brought that up to me because I don't remember if it was six months after we had started dating or maybe a year or so, or maybe it was when we got engaged, but there was like another like sort of milestone to where she felt the need to remind me about that again, specifically. 
to where it was like, okay, like, what are you even supposed to say? To like, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> like, it's like, do you want me to wear a purity ring? Like, I don't know. So ridiculous. You also can't be like, uh, stay out of my sex life because that implies that you have a sex life, you know? Right, right. So yeah, what are you so, supposed to say? Yeah, and and that actually reminds me of another um this is not somebody who was on staff but this was like another older lady who um attends our church and she's somebody who uh volunteers in a lot of programs with me like I know her very well and um I like her a lot but she also just has the same personality that a lot of I know it's like kind of scary like generalization but like a lot of older church ladies have to where it's like (laughs) she just needs to be in everyone's business about everything and um there's just certain things where it's like okay that crossed the line and one time in particular where it was sort of the beginning of the pandemic so like um last year at some point and we got engaged literally two weeks before everything shut down um for covid and everything and so like we had only been engaged for probably a month or so when I had this conversation with this lady and um, she was super excited about the wedding and she was like, anything I can do to help, just let me know. And um, we were having this like good conversation about like wedding planning and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden she brings up, um, she's like, hey, so I need to ask you something. Has anybody had the sex talk with you yet? And I was like, huh? Like it caught me completely off guard because I did not know what she meant by that. And I kind of laughed because I didn't know what to say. I also didn't really know what she meant. And so I was like, oh, haha, do you mean like my parents? Like I was just hoping that's what she meant. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, like, because her daughter also attends the this church and her daughter has kids. So like she, it's like multi-generational or whatever. So, um, so I know her daughter as well. And so she had said like, Oh yeah, well, you know, I'm not, I actually mean like just before you guys get married for like the wedding night, you know, because it's going to be, um, probably really different than what you have pictured in your mind. Um, and so especially like when my daughter, um, was about to get married, you know, we wanted to make sure that everything, you know, she knew what to expect. And so we asked and she named off these other like ladies who still go to our church who had been married before her daughter. And they had those ladies take her out to lunch and have a conversation with her and tell her what she was going to be experiencing. And I'm dying right now. Yeah. And so <sighs> she was explaining it to me and she did say, if you want me to arrange for something like that for you, please let me know. I'd be happy to. And I was like, no, I don't know how to say no emphatically enough. Like I don't, like, please do not do that. Uh, which also like was really hard because well, nobody that I know is going to listen to this or whatever, so I don't care. But like, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, did not need that because I already <laughs> like whatever. And so, like, <laughs> so I did not need her to offer that to me. And, um, like at this point, come on, we had been dating for like two years. So I don't know what people thought 
was happening but i get it like everyone has their own perspectives on that and it's totally fine like i i think everyone should be able to make their own decision on how they feel on that but at the same time like then her saying that to me like there's nothing i can say like what was i supposed to say sorry you don't need that like i and, and also then like i'm gonna get fired if i say i don't need that <laughs> so, like, I, I think that also just it speaks into that purity culture that like like christian women don't know what to expect to happen yes. on their wedding night like that's really <laughs> unhealthy that women in their 20s don't have like don't have a healthy expectation of what's yeah. gonna happen on a wedding night like that's really bad church we should fix that yes you should not let women get to their 20s and get engaged and have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> that's also not- like do we not watch tv or exactly on the internet <laughs> i don't yeah i don't understand or- like here the, the other thing too of like why does the older lady at church want to do that for you like does she not think that you have friends or like yes, siblings cousins anybody that you talk to i know this? i know i i was shocked and like wow what a boundary to cross as like a, a congregation member talking to somebody on staff that just feels like it's violating so many yes. different different boundaries i was just like <laughs> wow all I could do was laugh like (laughs) I would I would even feel honestly I would even feel different if it was her daughter that asked you than her like if her daughter was like hey this is something you know me and my girlfriends did we'd love to just hang out with you like again like in a similar spot of just like we're married like we're young married women we want to support you like I would be much more okay with that than an older lady like asking about that yeah yeah and I definitely like I can't even picture what the conversation would be like if I were to go like what that is so uncomfortable and then they're gonna you tell go you to in lunch. detail their sex yeah life. you go to lunch <laughs> with them and then I hear about presumably all of their husbands <laughs> and then I go back to work and then like see those people bring their kids to my ministry <laughs> like, I, I don't understand where the, the logic was on that like that just feels no, no it's like this larger overarching theme that the church has no boundaries with yeah. anybody ever yes. and, yeah, and i oh it and was I, so bad i also think there's a difference so when you were talking about like the these are the denominational rules so like mm-hmm. obviously you know like i we we were in the same like internship class and all of that so like yeah. for my internship yeah you have to sign like a like a what do you call it like a like a covenant or like a, a list of yeah, like, I'm going to yeah. follow these rules and I'm going to, you know, like set an example. And I understand, like, I understand that. Like, I totally understand like churches having that, but for me personally, like there was never any, like, you know, people weren't just like, Oh, so like you're keeping the covenant, right? Like you're not having sex. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the old, that literally it happened. It only happened one time and it wasn't even during my senior year is my junior year. I did an internship just because I wanted to not because it was required and I was working in children's ministry and I was dating this guy and we were long distance and he had come to visit for spring break and after spring break my boss was like you didn't have sex right like I won't care if you did like I just want to make sure you were safe like I want like I'm here for you if you need it and I was like no we did not have sex we actually broke up so thank you (laughs) yeah exactly I'm like just salt in the wound like thanks for bringing it up yeah and and again like that was like the one time and and 
and it was like looking back on it like that's weird but in the moment like again this this woman was like in her 20s like a brand new like brand new married and like we were like like she was my boss but we were friends you know so it didn't come off super weird it really came off as her being like i'm just curious like i want to make sure you're taken care of yeah i cannot yeah my boss on the other hand is a 70 year old woman (laughs) who has never been married so for for start for starters she just has no authority i think like yeah and yeah but going along with the what you said about just the overall like purity culture um that comes along with growing up as a christian or like growing up in the church um that was definitely something i experienced without knowing that i had experienced it like i never was a person who went to a youth group and we like signed a virginity lucky you i never first of all like i went to saddleback church growing up so wait so actually honestly, our it surprises me that Saddleback wouldn't sign virginity <laughs> privilege. I think they're too big. No, Saddleback is Saddleback Youth Group was like, I mean, I'm sure it works for some people, but it's basically if you took all of the popular kids from every high school in the area and you took all of like the clicky, like mean kids and put them all in one place and then they all pretended like we were all going to be friends, but then like the second you left the youth group, like they, they pretend like they didn't know you. Um, wow. It's yeah, like, it's it orange was... County or something. No, I'm like, that's oh yeah. So oh yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so weird. It was quite an experience, but yeah, they just, I mean, there's way too many people there. It just was never an intimate environment during youth group. I mean, there was all, every time I went, there was always like hundreds of kids there. Like there was no way that we were ever going to get into like the nitty gritty of something like that. Um, so yeah i never like and so, also sorry oh, was sorry, it yeah. just was it just like sunday service just age segregated basically then yeah yeah basically okay and they would do like like any other youth group they would do like different events and games and stuff um but and like i said i think it does work for some people for like it's the easiest church to invite a friend to when you're in high school because um it doesn't really feel like you're going to church um that's also the downside because like everything is surface level I probably didn't learn anything while I was there like we just never got into anything in depth but all that aside like I never had anybody directly say to me like you are not allowed to have sex before marriage like even my parents it's like I was not raised in a household or households because my parents are divorced. Like I was not raised in an environment that was like purity culture based. Um, also probably because my parents were divorced and they like dated other people after that. So like I I wasn't naive about almost anything. Like I would say almost the opposite. Like I think my parents exposed us to things probably earlier than they should have. Um, and so I thought I knew what was up. Like I thought. I what like there was nothing that was going to surprise me but 
I think that um, just growing up in the church in general and being around other people who talk about um, not having sex before marriage or not, or staying pure or whatever, um, that almost just became ingrained in me as like, oh, that's just a fact. Like, that's just what people do. And I didn't feel like that was a negative thing or a positive thing. Like, I didn't feel strongly about it at all. Also because... I wasn't dating anybody, so it didn't really like apply to me. So I think like, I just didn't care. Um, and I don't care what other people do. So I, but throughout high school and especially throughout college, I had a good number of friends who had, um, like long-term relationships or they dated people for short term or whatever. Um, and they would, they were alone with their significant other a lot, but it's, and this is, was the craziest part to me after I started, after we started dating, it's just like one of the things that occurred to me that was like the most crazy that I think happened in my brain because of like purity culture in general. But I was shocked to find out that it's possible. Like, you know, I was shocked to think about that it's possible that um, the people I knew who were dating in college, like they it's possible they were having sex during college uh-huh. <laughs> like never ever ever occurred to me it never occurred to me that people would even do that before marriage but it wasn't because I was like the purity police like it was like I just never it didn't it wasn't a thought to me I don't know why that is yes yeah and so then like I think I mean it only occurred to me after I started dating somebody who I really liked <laughs> where I was like huh well, now wait a second i'm <laughs> thinking that other people did this too everybody's <laughs> having sex yeah, before yeah. marriage <laughs> amber like, you want to know what's hilarious <laughs> is um yeah certain people that we both knew in college like um that i like 100 like assumed were having sex and then found out weren't having sex so i had the opposite shock uh. i i thought everybody was having sex and then when people would tell me like no like we're waiting i would like my mind was blown because i'm like wait a minute you've been together how long and what like it was crazy to me <laughs> i was that friend who was having sex before marriage and as soon as you got a couple drinks and some of my other friends, they were like asking me all the sex ed questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. the sexual expert. Yes. And mind you, I'm very vanilla. So <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, see, and then I have the opposite because um I yeah, also had friends and they would ask me questions and I'm not as vanilla as Josie to say the least. So, um, and- which is not saying like a whole lot. Cause I'm <laughs> friends. I'm very vanilla. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, but also like one of the, I guess it, it's a little different because you dated somebody that was also in ministry, but one of the hardest parts for me dating was having to tell people that I was in ministry and hoping that they wouldn't run away immediately. Um, like, you know, when I met Jack, I was an intern at a mega church and it, it was my, obviously I went to APU and that was my life. Like I was in it like through and through, like that was, that was my life. And like, there was people that I would go on dates before I met Jack that were like, they would find out and they'd be like, peace out. And you have to play this weird, like, you'd have to play this weird game of like, get like if you 
were looking to date somebody that was also Christian, you had to either, you had to play this a dual game of, are you a Christian? Cool. Do you affirm women? Oh, you don't? Dang it, we can't date. And then and then you get there's other times where you're like, okay, like you're maybe not a Christian, but you're fine that I'm a Christian. Cool. I'm in ministry. Oh no, that's too far for you. Dang it. I guess gotta like start all over again. And just especially because I, you know, it's no secret that I online dated. I met my husband on Tinder. So like, you know, you're on Tinder. People are like, what do you do for work? And I'm like, I work at a church. And they're like, what like what do you do there and i'm like i actually like i'm like i actually am a pastor's intern and they're like you want to be a pastor and i'm like maybe like i guess that's the goal right and they would just be like how do you explain that to somebody when you're trying to date them because instantly then they have to think about well what if i date this person long term what if i marry them then i have to be like married to a pastor like do i want that like it's not casual like if i told them oh i I'm studying business. They'd be like, whatever, that's fine. Like not a big deal. Yeah. It's kind of like how I am now in a non-dating sense where I'm like, Oh, what do you do? It's like, I work at a church, but not that kind of church. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like a, the other kind of, this is the complete opposite of the kind of church. We love the gays. I promise. I, <laughs> well, I like, like, okay. As far as dating apps too, I totally know what you mean. Like, because I actually, um, before Nathan and I met, I, not even because I wanted to find somebody to date. I don't really know. Well, maybe I did, but I wasn't, I didn't really care that much. I just, Everybody's kinda, like, downloaded, on them. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded dating apps just to like, see what the hype was. And, yeah. but I never, ever, 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 I never went on a date with like anybody who I matched with. Like I would chat with them on there, but then I was like too scared. Also I it's was scary. Yeah. I was like in school. Like I had started grad school. This was like right after I graduated APU and like, um, and so I was super busy, but also, I think like I was going through that time of you graduate college and then all of your friends move away. And I was like, didn't have a ton of friends that were still in the area. And so I was so bored a lot or like lonely. You I just a lot wanna, of time I you just want to talk to somebody. Yeah, I want to like chat to somebody. And so like I, it, but it was funny because the only person who I actually ended up like chatting to or chat chatting to like talking to on the app for like long-term was somebody who I went to high school with, who I matched on there and we were friends <laughs> sort of in high school, but we matched and we were just like, isn't this so funny? And we talked for like probably two weeks on the app, but neither of us like wanted a relationship. We just like, like we're chatting with each other and then like texting after that too, with like, it That's did not lead to us dating or anything <laughs> like, because same thing. Like it was that weird thing of you're telling somebody, Oh, I work, I work at a church or like, I know for like me personally on my profile, I didn't even put like, like, sorry, Jesus, but I didn't even put like, I work at a church. Oh, I put like me neither, children, me I put like a uh, teacher or like children's worker or something like that. Um, because that seems normal. And so like, then people would message me, Oh, what do you do? And I'd say, Oh, I, oh, I work in a church, but like, it's whatever. Like I would act like I didn't care. I, whatever. <laughs> hey, so like I, so I was simultaneously on, you know, Tinder and Bumble on Tinder. You can write whatever you want on your profile. At least when I was on it, I'm sure it's changed, but so I didn't even bother putting like what I did. You know, I, I did put APU. So I think people could at least have a, like a warning of like, if you're from the area, you must know APU is a Christian school, like do with that what you will. But on Bumble, you know, they ask you like occupation and you couldn't like, you don't have to put something, but everybody puts it. Yeah. And so I think for a while I left mine as student 
But then, you know, people would ask what I was studying. And I was like, well, I don't want to have that conversation like right away either. So then I literally just put my job to like community outreach or like something like that, like very general where I'm like, well, this isn't a lie, but I don't have to could be anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I just, I work in the community, you know, like, and it's true. Like I did work in the community. Like I, you know, I did a lot of service and stuff. So it wasn't a lie. It's just yeah, sorry, Jesus. It was just that fear of like, <laughs> how do you tell people? <laughs> Damn, yeah. I did Jesus dirty. I was sleeping with people all over APU. They're from APU. I was gallivanting around. See, and that Dang, was my, I... <laughs> that was my other rule is I didn't date APU people. Oh, I didn't I, date like, them. <laughs> okay, I didn't have relations. <laughs> I didn't have relations with APU people. I didn't interact with with people like uh yeah like there was a couple kids i had crushes on at apu that if they asked me out 100 i would have said yes kind of thing but in terms of like pursuing relationships like all the time on tinder and bubble there would be boys that i'm like they go to apu swipe left like not swiping right on you do not want to match with you kind of thing well there's also this thing about dating at apu uh at any christian school i'm assuming is that it's like just like really serious really quickly like way too quickly like because and it, this is the secret that they don't want to tell you is that it gets serious really quickly because these kids want to fuck okay they want to have sex yeah, I, okay <laughs> i literally just i'm not even kidding like earlier today I had a conversation with um a new friend that we work together and, um they went to a christian college and now they're in you know similar phase of like oh i don't know what i believe whatever and we had this conversation where he was like i was in this serious relationship but honestly like i think it got really serious really fast because i really wanted to have sex but i was a good i was a good christian boy and i wasn't gonna have sex until we were married and it just boggles my mind because i I mean, it's no secret. I wasn't a virgin when I met my husband. So I had no, like, I didn't feel that pressure of like, I have to get serious in a relationship because I want to have sex. It was literally like, cool. If we are consenting and we decide to do this, there's no pressure to make our relationship move a certain speed or get to a certain point because we have autonomy and we have this freedom within that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it just, it's like boggles my mind how much I didn't know before before like which i guess i should have known but um but i don't know how i would have known i don't know but um i just didn't talk about that kind of stuff and maybe just like because the friend group i had it just wasn't a topic of conversation um that like would come up ever (laughs) i don't know um but yeah it was it was crazy because like no offense, but I had never kissed anybody even before. Like, no offense. So, Who's yeah. being offended? I'm offended. <laughs> what? I like, I, I seriously, I was so, but I was not naive to like, I had access to the internet. So like I, like, as way too young, I had access to the internet. So like I knew on, on paper, like, everything but i just didn't know that like that applied to people who i knew directly and also yeah so like um it was funny because that was the biggest thing i was nervous about going into like even our first date because um i 
was like super nervous like oh my gosh i don't know what to do like if we have to kiss because i'm also not really a touchy person in general and i've gotten a lot better because um because he is and so like just not even like in a sexual way but like more so like i don't know just in general and my language yes and my and my family is not like we are not touchy and so like that just wasn't the perspective i came from um which is fine but like going into that i was like weird about even hugging people before we went on our first date and so i was like really scared like oh my gosh and um and i had even talked with like some of my friends before the date and i was like oh, what am I going to do if he tries to kiss me? And I was like, oh my gosh, but he would never do that. It's just like our first date. And in my mind, I was thinking like that would never happen. And like news, newsflash, it did happen on the first day. Like, wow, you um, hussy. Yeah, which like I didn't expect at all, but like it was still, I don't know. It was so funny at the time, but like, um, because actually like we, we had like a full day first date like we we went to the aquarium but we had spent so much time together before that that like we were ready to spend like an entire day together (laughs) and so we went to the aquarium in pacific and long beach and like when we got to the aquarium in the morning there's like i don't know if you guys have been before but there's like Mm -hmm. stands out in front of it advertising like different things in the harbor or like wherever around there and one of them was like for whale watching and we get there we're about to go in the aquarium and he's like uh, do you want to go whale watching later? It's fine if you don't want to, but like, do you, do you want to try and do that? And there was one at like 3 PM and I was like, I guess so. And so we went into the aquarium for like, from like 10 to two and then we ate lunch and then we went whale watching until like 6 PM. Oh my God. We were gone, we were gone for like the whole day. <laughs> and my, um, my old roommates, they like had my location because uh, we like shared location before that too. And they were like, at one point we looked at your location and we were like in the middle of the ocean and we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh but, like gosh. we it's like did the aquarium. Right yeah, yeah. And it's like so funny because I was super self-aware about like not being a physical touch person and also like really, and like he knew that too because I had like said ahead of time, like, I don't know, I'm gonna have to warm up to it. So like, we were like, I was like practicing like handholding while we were in the aquarium and stuff like that. And then like, I was really nervous. And then um, we go on the boat for whale watching. It's like three hours when you go out there. And at one point we're like standing in the back end of the boat and there's like, nobody really around. We're just kind of like sitting there and like, yeah, it's like his arm around me. And like, and, and I thought in my head, like, oh my gosh, if something happens right now. I don't think I can handle it i'm really scared and like and i hadn't like obviously it's not something you say to somebody like oh by the way i've never kissed anybody before and so like and i'm what like 23 so it's pretty not typical that i would have not kissed anybody so like so i got really scared and all of a sudden like he was like uh said like he kind of like laughed or something and and i was like what well, like i knew something was gonna happen like, oh. <laughs> like and he he was like oh i really want to uh do something right now but i don't know if it's okay with you and uh i knew what he meant and i was like uh okay and then um and then like as we're like we're like this close and, and i literally stopped him and i was like i have to tell you something i've never kissed anybody before <laughs> we love to see it (laughs) he was like that's fine 
him and then whatever and it was it was fine but it was probably laughable but um <laughs> really but, yeah yeah so um so i don't even remember where i was going with that but like but like after like the fact that i didn't even expect that we were gonna kiss on the first date like he was 27 i was 23 like what what else are we gonna do and we've yeah. been together for the full entire day this like, is really yeah. funny because you are really like not for those of you who don't know amber she's really not naive like at yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> that's that was the craziest part that's why it was shocking to me that i was like wait why did this never occur to me before that yeah. this might be because it, it honestly wasn't long like we it wasn't long before you know we were doing other stuff but like i think what what made me think okay i guess this is fine because like going into it i had the perspective of like all right i'm gonna date somebody but we're not having sex until we're married like i i wasn't thinking that like super emphatically but also like in my mind that's just what happens and um <laughs> especially if it's someone else who's goes to church and so i was like that's just the rule i guess jesus wrote it in the bible you know and so um <laughs> did he though <laughs> you thought no. it was really easy <laughs> no 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 and so i was like oh whatever and he's also definitely was raised more conservatively than I was. And so I was thinking, especially like, Oh, we're definitely not going to do anything like that. Um, but then after a while, after like, he was kind of the one to initiate a lot of stuff. I was like, okay, well, I guess like if he's really conservative and he's kind of okay with it, I was kind of surprised by that, but I was like, all right, I guess we're good to go. <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> but honestly, like it was a conversation, but we had this same conversation of me saying like, I'm totally indifferent about it. I just didn't think it was even a thing. Like, I didn't think there was a question, but I'm indifferent about it. Well, I mean, I think we were kind of like, I know this is, this sounds naive, but after like, a few months of us dating um we kind of knew pretty early on that we were probably going to get married and i think everyone probably think, thinks that when they're dating somebody but um but i mean obviously it was true but uh oh so you christian loophole it we're getting married right anyways. exactly so we were <laughs> like well you know like <laughs> it's fine because whatever um yeah so so that I don't remember why I went off on that tangent. Not entirely what I thought my point was going to be, but there you go. Now you have that story. So. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that you had no ingrained shame like some of the rest of us did. I, okay, but I, I think that even brings up a bigger point of like when you talk about purity culture, like it it impacts people differently where mm -hmm. maybe like, you know, Amber, you didn't have like this ingrained like shame, but there was this level of like, why don't I expect certain things to happen? Because the yeah. church never talks about them. Like never yes. gives people realistic expectations of, especially like, I feel like they talk a lot about dating when you're teenagers. And then after that, they don't talk about it anymore because they just expect you to get married. So it's like, yep. we're going to teach you how to date as teenagers, which is really weird because dating as teenagers is nothing like dating as an adult. Mm -mm. And then all of a sudden they just skip from dating as teenagers to now we're going to do marriage ministry. And so they never give you healthy expectations of like what dating looks like, or like, it's okay. If you kiss on the first date, like Jesus isn't going to smite you. Like it's really okay. Like, yeah. Here's a yeah. question for other people who work at a church and date. What would you say now to all these weird conversations? Like what, or what should people say? Yeah. 
That's a good question. <laughs> Thanks. I went to journalism school. <laughs> I honestly don't because my perspective, like I said, has definitely been really shifted since then because um, a lot of things have happened. And now that I think I've like learned and grown from a lot of stuff, I feel like I definitely would have reacted differently had I known that it was inappropriate for others to be having those conversations with me. And um, I don't necessarily think that there's a different way of responding to like brief comments from people in the congregation, because I think that um, with people who are older in the church, it's just kind of typical that that is just, I mean, I know people say like, they're older, they, they don't mean anything by it. Like they get an excuse and like, that's kind of an eye roll, but also at the same time, like that is their experience. And so I think they honestly don't think that there's anything wrong with that, or it's kind of weird that they would be talking about that. Um, so I think with those, you just kind of have to take that as it comes and just kind of <laughs> like, let it, let it roll off your shoulder. But, um, but I think like, as far as people in the workplace having conversations with me, um, I wish that I could have gone back and responded differently because I really don't think that that was appropriate. And I wouldn't hope that that would happen with anybody else either. Cause I think that that just puts you in a really uncomfortable spot. And like, for me to feel that I was going to lose my job there, if I was going to like slip up and be too like touchy with him on campus at some point, which like never would have happened, but it was creating this anxiety that was misplaced and like, I didn't even need to have. So mm -hmm. I think that like, if I were to go back and talk to my past self, I would encourage them to, uh, talk more of like, I don't know, be more upfront with people on staff. Um, and it probably would have been different if we had different leadership on staff than we did back then. Cause it was kind of a bad structure, but I, I don't know. I don't want to give any excuses for that or anything. And like, honestly, the comments have only shifted now to like, well, it was really bad. Like right after we got married, now it's kind of died down a little bit cause it's been several months, but, um, but right after we got married, everybody knew in our church, like everybody knew. And cause we had our wedding there, but like, we didn't invite all of them. <laughs> like we had it there Burn. and everyone knew we had gotten married and whatever. And so then of course, everyone's favorite topic of conversation when we got back was like, Oh, how was it? How was the honeymoon? Like voila. <laughs> indirectly, indirectly wanting to know, like, how's the sex basically like, Oh wow. You guys probably feel so refreshed like <laughs> you guys finally got to get it in basically like that's what they, <laughs> that's what they want to say. <laughs> uh, i feel like there are um there are two big takeaways from that situation one in terms of the older ladies um i think honestly it kind of it kind of makes me sad and i yeah i don't think i would like react harshly. I think I would take it with a lot of grace because I think it makes me sad because like that was their reality for so long of not have, not knowing what to expect. So they had to rely on other people to tell them. And so for me, like if like people that work in youth ministry or work in young adult ministry, like, like how about we break that generational curve, like chain, you know, and just mm -hmm. let get, let's give Christian, especially Christian women 
healthy examples of like what to expect, like whether they choose to wait or not, like don't, don't make them rely on other people. Like in the sense of like, they have to like secretly ask their friends, like, I don't know what to expect. Like let's teach healthy sexual, you know, ethics, whatever. Or like um, not just to make it a taboo subject, right? At the very yeah, least. exactly. Like it's, yeah. it's totally normal. Like if the grand scheme of things of like, everybody does it like whatever, um, it's the, not that great everybody i mean it is right <laughs> but it's like not this i feel like everybody it's not the really end made it out to be this whole thing and then you then you get married first of course and then you start having sex <laughs> yes. but, <laughs> but that i think like, that oh. that leads into the other point of like one it's made out to be this big thing and if you're ex like if you don't have healthy expectations then you're left feeling like am i doing something wrong like Mm -hmm. my marriage isn't blessed because i don't have great sex like no that's not true um but it it also leads into the idea of the fact that you had anxiety over one thing could cost you your job which is so common in the church of where they're like well all sins are equal well obviously not if you're going to put this as the you'll lose your job. You'll lose all your credibility and your respect when there's people doing much more harmful things, unfortunately in ministry that is washed, like swept under the rug, washed Mm -hmm. their hands of all of that kind of stuff. And so I just think that's so wrong and obviously not healthy at all. Yeah. So to sum up everything that we talked about today, everybody, um, have sex or don't have sex. Who cares? realize that it's not the end all be all and And, if you are in ministry or pursuing ministry and dating is hard we're with you (laughs) and don't let your boss talk to you about sex (laughs) say um oh you have to be like this conversation is making me really uncomfortable in a way that's like a little aggressive yeah yes where they're just like sexual harassment no as long as you're just like i'm you this conversation is making me very uncomfortable and then people really get that right off the bat be firm yeah Yeah. (laughs) so amber thank you so much for joining us where can the people find you if you want them to find you if not no big deal or Uh, um do you have anything to plug i don't have anything but (laughs) i have an instagram (laughs) (laughs) which is uh um amber underscore june which is just my name my first name and my my middle name um that's my instagram and also i'm on tiktok so you know Ooh. you can just search me up there by my name <laughs> so let's get her tiktok <laughs> famous guys if you're at all curious about amber's wedding she has like the sweetest wedding video on her instagram like it made me cry i'm not even gonna lie <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> lauren lauren yeah i took your she's... wedding picture so if you like those i did those okay thanks. yeah actually... <laughs> <laughs> i mean for real yeah give credit where it's due really but yeah yeah thank you it was fun spencer where can the people find us they can find us on instagram at speaking in church they can find me at spence rose and they can find you josie at josie takes the world yes again still looking for those conservatives not gonna push that as hard as i normally do but still looking for you um as far as the discord channel goes I was looking into it today, guys. Okay, don't pressure me. Um, and as always, planning. Yes, it's it's more work than you would think. Okay, and I have a full time job. So, anyways, stay woke or get woke. Jesus loves you. Bye. Bye.